Wake up, everybody. The Federal Reserve Board announced that six of the nation's largest banks are about to participate in a pilot scenario analysis that will help them figure out what people are spending their money on and how supervisors and firms can measure that related to climate financial risks. That's right. What I talked about with King Charles III and Bank of America and what I talked about with the uneducated economists, guess what? It's coming in early 2023, and they've released this plan directly on their website. The banks that are involved are Bank of America, Citigroup, Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan Chase, Morgan Stanley, and Wells Fargo Bank. So what can you do to protect yourself? Are there some immediate steps we can take together? We're going to discuss that today. So grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're into. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. Welcome, Bold Americans, to another episode. Today, we are talking about the Federal Reserve and the document that came out last Friday that talked about uh, how they're piloting this program that's going to create a social credit score. There's a lot like what China has. And in China, they can limit what people purchase. Uh, they can hurt people's ability to use their banks. And the Federal Reserve is working with six of our largest banks in the United States. That's right, Bank of America, Citigroup, Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan Chase, Morgan Stanley, and Wells Fargo. They are all going to be part of this exercise here in 2023 to figure out what type of climate-related financial risk you and I are causing every time we make a purchase. Now, if you've listened to my show before, I've talked about how this was coming. I've, I've sat down with people who talked about it. Joel Margavage was one of my guests. He spoke about it. The Uneducated Economist spoke about it. I talked about how MasterCard and Visa already put these systems in place that the banks are using in order to analyze everything that the carbon credit is already built in every single time we use this. It's the reason why I believe more people need to start using cash. But how do you feel about the Federal Reserve working hand-in-hand with these companies in order to create this information. Well, they say that over the course of the pilot, the participating banks are going to analyze the impact of the scenarios on specific portfolios and business strategies. The board will then review firm analysis and engage with those firms to build capacity to manage climate-related financial risk. Now, what they're saying there is, once they understand how people are spending their money, they will build in a system where they can manage those purchases that are a climate-related financial risk. This is right in the writing here at the federalreserve.gov page on their press release. Continues, the board anticipates publishing insights gained from the pilot at an aggregate level, reflecting what has been learned about climate risk management practices and how insights from scenario analysis will help identify potential risk and promote risk management practices. No firm-specific information will be released, meaning you're not going to know which bank is giving which information, but they are all going to work towards being able to limit what you purchase and when you purchase it. This is a horrible thing for your freedom. And so we need to talk about the banks that are using this. We need to talk about what can you do to protect yourself, as well as how does this tie in to the Terra Carta? 
That's right. Tara Carter, I talked about a few weeks ago that I was working on a story. Uh, Tara Carter was announced in 2021. It's part of now King Charles III, uh, his efforts with Bank of America and many other industries where they're trying to create a rights for the earth, uh, nature, rights to nature, like the Magna Carta gave us rights to the individual. Uh, Tara Carter will give rights to the earth, so to speak. Now, they continue on that the climate scenario analysis is distinct and separate from bank stress tests. The board stress tests are designed to assess whether large banks have enough capital to continue lending the households and businesses during a severe recession. The climate scenario analysis exercise, on the other hand, is exploratory in nature and does not have capital consequences, meaning this is not going to hurt the banks as they're going through all this. By considering a range of possible future climate pathways and associated economic and financial developments, scenario analysis can assist firms and supervisors in understanding how climate-related financial risks may manifest and differ from historical experiences. So, it says in the coming months, the board will provide additional details on how the exercise will be conducted and the scenarios that will be used in the pilot. And so there's a spot where the media can reach out. Uh, I have reached out. I'm trying to get a hold of somebody who can speak to some of my concerns and things that I would like to know more about. But let's look at these banks rather quickly here with why I believe we should not be trusting the banks that are signed up in order to do this. If we go to topclassactions.com, you can go to all the different banks and see what type of class action lawsuits are against them. So far, if you just go to the Wells Fargo, let's start from the bottom, work our way back to Bank of America. Wells Fargo just settled a class action lawsuit for $94 million. They also are currently uh, in a class action lawsuit because they allege the company sent threatening COBRA notices. Um, they have another $449 million Ponzi scheme against them. They have uh, class action claims that they discriminated against black home mortgage applicants. Um, more of the racial discrimination uh, lawsuits. Uh, $28 million was just settled between Wells Fargo and a customer who claimed they were recorded without consent. Um, and can you imagine if people knew the way that they were gathering information about all of their spending? Uh, also, Wells Fargo to pay $500 million to settle gap insurance fees class action. That's just some of them that's recent, just the recent ones. But Wells Fargo has been in the news for the past five years repeatedly with breaching the public trust. But yet now the Federal Reserve is propping them up as, all right, we need your bank to, to help us uh, get more information about your clients, their spending habits. So Wells Fargo, do you trust them? You shouldn't. You shouldn't trust them because they are not a company that has been working in your best interest. What about Citigroup? Citigroup is another bank out of these six. Let's go to the second one. Well, Citigroup just recently agreed to pay a $590 million uh, settlement to shareholders because they were involved in a securities fraud class action lawsuit. They were hiding tens of billions of dollars of toxic mortgage assets. And as a result, the shareholders suffered massive losses when the bank failed to take the write-downs on the collateralized debt obligations. Uh, some of those were backed into subprime mortgages. Some were engaged in self-dealing transactions. Uh, and they hid those risks from the rest of the public. And as a result, 
those individuals have been hurt and lost a good amount of money that they had invested into their bank. Um, other banks had been hit with similar lawsuits. Uh, for example, uh, 2010 Bank of America paid $601 million for the countrywide mortgage unit. Uh, just last year, as I was saying, the Wells Fargo had that $590 million settlement over loans and securities. All right. So the problem is that this caused billions of dollars worth of damage and they only have to pay back $590 million. But the Federal Reserve is saying, hey, you know what? Wells Fargo, Citigroup, you guys are doing such a great job. Uh, can you monitor your client's spending so we can find out how it's impacting climate? Never mind the crooks that are running the banks. And let me tell you, it's every single bank is doing this stuff. They're not, uh, no one is innocent in any of this. It's all of these major banks, and we're going to continue to go down that. So what about JP Morgan Chase, right? Bank number three on this list. All right, well, JP Morgan Chase has just uh, agreed to pay $64.5 million to resolve the antitrust allegations that they conspired to rig benchmark Singapore interest rates. That's right. They conspired with other banks to benchmark interest rates against clients. But now they're going to monitor you as their client. They're going to monitor you and figure out, are you a good citizen based upon how you are a steward to the earth, your carbon emissions? That is what this Federal Reserve thing is going to work on to see if they can do. Let's continue on. How about Morgan Stanley? Maybe they're, they're don't, nope, 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 nope. Matter of fact, Morgan Stanley at the start of 2022 had a $60 million settlement because of a data breach lawsuit. So let me get this right. They're going to get all of this information all on us. They're going to gather... All this stuff about carbon, uh, <laughs> carbon spending. And then at the end of all of that, we have to hope that they keep our information secure. Well, guess what? That doesn't happen. They don't keep your information secure. If you look at it, we have a proven here. Morgan Stanley, you have failed at protecting people. But now the Federal Reserve has propped you up as one of these banks that they're going to collect on this. And this is why this is a larger story. We're going to continue on. Goldman Sachs. Well, Goldman Sachs, come on. You guys should all know immediately. Goldman Sachs has been in the paper more than they've been out of the paper for fraudulent uh, practices. They were most recently in September, just about two weeks ago, ordered to pay almost $80 million to end putative shareholder class actions over a fraud scheme. That's right. They also had a fraud scheme, but this time it was against employees in a Georgia pension fund. The Georgia pension fund was a billion dollar fraud scheme. And once again, these banks are on the hook for far more than what they have to settle for, far more than the damage that they actually have done. That all stated, at least the courts are ruling in people's behalf in order to try to uh, make this a little bit better. Now, Goldman Sachs directors... Um, were accused of bribing high-ranking officials to secure bond uh, issuances. And so this Georgia pension fund accused 11 Goldman Sachs directors, including nine current and two former, of securing $6.5 billion in a Malaysia development broad bond insurances through bribes. Uh, these uh, directors secured the bond insurances by making bribes with high-ranking officials from Abu Dhabi, Malaysia, and the United Arab Emirates. So, Right here, should we trust Goldman Sachs and their 
global uh, disaster of a plan hurting other people? I think not. We should not do that whatsoever. So uh, thank you very much to the plaintiffs who brought this case uh, to the uh, courts. Um, it is a win, but it's not a win when the Federal Reserve is saying, Goldman Sachs, help us out. You got to help us, got to help us. And now they're doing it. They are doing it. And now let's bring us to the final of the six banks. Bank of America. Sure, Bank of America has got to be good, right? I mean, he's working with King Charles III, right? You know, Brian Moynihan. He's over there talking to him in these videos that I just shared. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Nope, that's not the case. All right, we got uh, so far discrimina discrimination against Hawaiian and uh, Miamian homeowners. We have an overdraft fee class action settlement for $8 million. Um, courting the class action lawsuits, uh, Bank of America is at the top of the worst banks in America. They were fined over $10 million for unlawful garnishments. Um, they also raked in billions while denying customers COVID hardship relief. And people are pointing that out right now. Uh, they completely bungled the COVID uh, benefits. Uh, customers uh, lost customers thousands of dollars, they say, in a class action lawsuit. Um, this is a, a major, major issue coming down. And so why do I want to end with Bank of America as I, as I make my case today? Well, I'm ending with Bank of America because of the close relationship of Brian Moynihan and the Terra Carta. See, the Terra Carta at this point is trying to give rights to the planet, rights to um, our climate. And in all of that, uh, they're trying to come up with ways to be able to control people to protect the environment. How can they enforce regulations without what they state in their own document avoiding interfering with corporate profits. God forbid should corporate profits have to suffer when people have to decide what they can afford, whether they can afford to pay that extra tax on gas. You know, screw the people. We got to make sure corporate's good. But that's exactly what's in the Terra Carta. That's exactly what Prince Charles III, or I'm sorry, King Charles III wants for people. That's what exactly Brian Moynihan and Bank of America, and likely these five other banks want for people. That's the reason why the Federal Reserve is being transparent last September 29th here, a couple days ago, and putting this uh, press release out that everybody can read. This is what's coming, ladies and gentlemen. What's coming is a control of what you can purchase and a tax to make things even worse for you until eventually you have to give over what you want uh, because there will be no personhood without first looking at the rights of nature. That's right. It's all going to be about the rights of nature. And you know what's really bothersome about this? Google, on April 22nd, 2022, released a press release with the United Nations. And in that press release, they said that they were going to uh, work out a deal with the United Nations to put specialized information about climate change into the Google search results. And we're going to talk about that when we come back. But first, I just want to tell everybody, my website is up, americaemboldened.com. There's some exclusive content there. You can find some videos. I'll be going live more to offer some things that I don't get to record on the Monday through Friday show here on the America Out Loud Network. So I would love for you guys 
to join me on the website. There's also an opportunity that you can lend some support. Hit the donate button. You know, I don't grab a salary here uh, to do this show, uh, but I'm trying to put out good content for you every single day. If you appreciate that, consider donating to help keep this show, the lights on, it a reality, and me doing it Monday through Friday every single day for you. That I appreciate. I'll be right back after the break. We're going to get into it. You've been listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. All right. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the povidone iodine-based nasal spray Cofix RX. They talk about it because it's a product that actually works in combating colds, flus, and coronaviruses. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. It's simple. By attacking viruses where they incubate, you make it easier for your body to heal. Check out the Cofix RX banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day. Yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. People often ask me, Malcolm, how do we fight the corruption? Robert Frost has said it best, freedom lies in being bold. Well, for six incredible years, bold is America out loud. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com, where we're healing America one person at a time. Welcome back, Bold Americans. We're talking about the Federal Reserve working in unison with these six banks, the Terra Carta, what the social credit system means, and now the UN trying to verify climate information on Google, paying Google in order to make sure that they have a different search result, which is why now when you go on Google, you might see that there's like 7.8 billion results but yet you can only get the 42 pages worth of information. And the reason for this, when we talked to Joel Margavich, who's an SEO expert in this country, he talked about how the AI bots were going to be able to limit things. So we do not have freedom of information anymore. When the United Nations can change what you have access to simply by a quick conversation with big tech, oh boy, are we in trouble. We're in so much trouble right now and we're in over our heads. So what can we do about it? How do you combat six of the most major banks, six of the most corrupt banks in the country? How do we stop that? Well, 
digital currency is coming probably if whether we like it or not. Why? One way we can get out of the banking system is to choose a local credit union. All right. Now, credit unions are uh, an option to almost every American that's out there. They are nonprofits. All right. Credits are uh, credit unions are nonprofit organizations, and they also have lower overhead costs than banks. And they pass that along to you in savings uh, through the way they can competitively price their own loans and their deposit products. All right. So a lot of them still have a higher return on CDs, even though in today's market, it's not that great. And their savings accounts. Also, when you go get a credit card, it was normally historically that the uh, credit unions could offer you a credit card at a much lower rate than some of these big banks could offer it. And also when you're putting money into your local credit union, you're keeping your money exactly local. That's a great thing, All right? So anytime you can use cash right now, use cash. They cannot track where you're spending your cash and it scares the absolute crap out of them. That's right. The Federal Reserve, the government, the banks, all the people, the WEF, they do not want people using cash. So withdraw cash when you're going to go make a purchase and use cash when you're making that purchase. Now what they have, they're trying to get you on Zelle. They're trying to get you on Venmo and all these other platforms. If you can get cash, the people that is the best way. That's an important way. So some other reasons to go to a credit union. Uh, I'm a big proponent of credit unions. I personally use credit unions. Uh, they have fewer account fees. Normally when you go to some of these big banks, they nickel and dime you to death. Your checking account goes below a certain dollar amount. They nickel and dime you. For most of these, there's no minimum deposit at a credit union to open an account. There's normally no minimum balance requirements. Uh, they normally always have free online banking. They have all the stuff that you'd want at your rather regular banks. And they also can be accessed through nationwide ATMs. So you're not losing anything in order to do that. I also find at my credit union that I get friendlier customer service. The people know me because it's the same people coming in. It's literally the neighborhood type of bank and they're easy to join. So I don't know what credit unions you have nearby by you, but if you want to start to get out of the system, go to the credit unions. Now, what will not stop this whole process is still continuing to use your visa and debit card for purchases. Because as I was trying to explain to you already, visa already has the carbon footprint in what they've done in 2021. Visa announced a pledge to reach net zero emissions by 2040, which is 10 years ahead of the Paris Climate Agreement goal. All right. So you can you can find now that Visa has created the Visa Echo Benefits. It's a carbon footprint calculator. And any company, doesn't matter if it's a credit union or a bank, if it's a Visa card, it says Visa on your card, it already has this. The carbon footprint calculator, um, is insights for cardholders that go into your estimated carbon footprint of what you spend, including what's called a temperature score, which helps cardholders understand the climate impact of their personal spending behavior and how their consumption choices contribute to the 1.5 degrees Celsius Paris climate change agreement goal. Oh my God, they're going to cancel me because I'm talking about climate change in a negative way. I'm not saying we don't need to care for our environment. I'm saying this is really dangerous for your freedom of purchase. That's what you should be worried about. Let's continue on. The Visa uh, Echo Benefits Program also does carbon offsets. It gives the ability for cardholders to offset their greenhouse gas emissions impacts. 
I don't know how they do that, but they can do that. Personalized education for customers on how to encourage more sustainable consumption so they can put you online and show you how you can change your life in order to be more sustainable. They're also using now sustainable card materials and they're working with the CPI card group and using digital receipts where, where possible when you scan. And donations to environmental organizations when Visa cards are used, they're including One Tree Planet, a global reforestation nonprofit organization. Thank you, Visa. It's not like Mr. Beast already did that. Uh, they also expanded rewards for cardholders for sustainable behaviors. Bing, bing, bing. This is where you should start paying attention. Their final point. When they expand rewards for cardholders for sustainable behaviors, what's coming down the pike? That's right. If it's going to be in a reward for people who are sustainable behaviors, then you better believe it's going to be a penalty for people who do have unsustainable behaviors. That's where this is going. That's where the Federal Reserve, it's right here in Visa's statement. You can read all about this at the press release, usa.visa.com. Type in Visa Echo Benefits to get this article. Uh, so if you, if you don't know what I'm talking about, that's that's the one you want. So then you might be like, hey, okay, well, what about MasterCard? MasterCard doesn't have a carbon footprint, does it? Doesn't have a car carbon calculator. Oh, womp, 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 womp. Yep, that's right. Now they even have an app so you can see your CO2 emissions. A personalized carbon footprint tracker is what they call it. You can see if you're using 2,400 kilograms of CO2 a day or whatever it may be. <sighs> yes, MasterCard also has this exact same type of program. The only difference is they're just putting it straight out into a website so you can see it. And all of their partners now, their developers that are using this card, all have the same exact possibility to be able to see it. So MasterCard for businesses, MasterCard for you. The vision is now out there. They want to create that carbon uh, calculator in order to see what's going on. So as part of being a responsible company is what they said, they're building a sustainable digital economy where everyone prospers. Whoa, listen to those words. This was back from 2021. Building a sustainable digital economy where everyone prospers. You heard it here, ladies and gentlemen, I'm trying to drive this conversation. You better pay attention to it. The digital currency, it's coming. MasterCard, they might be behind it as well. And so they're saying that by doing this, they will create a more equitable and prosperous world, empowering people to reach their full potential. Sounds a lot like communism. Preserving the planet for future generations, fostering prosperity around the world. All right. The problem with all of this and Michael Maybach, their CEO, is again, this takes away people's freedom, freedom of choice. And that should scare people. I know there's going to be people that listen to this show and go, oh, I'm overreacting. You're, you're, you know, waving your hands frantically like you're drowning and we're not drowning. No, you're right. We're not drowning yet. I'm having this conversation because it's coming. And if you're using a credit union that has a MasterCard or a Visa card, that's right. The carbon footprint is there. How about American Express? Did they have anything for a carbon footprint at this point? Because, you know, that's everywhere you want to be, right? <laughs> American Express? Well, guess what? Moving towards a sustainable future. Yes, in April 7th, or I'm sorry, April 6, 2022, uh, they announced new initiatives to advance climate action, support low-carbon communities. And they're putting together a $10 million grant, you know, right to make sure that doesn't happen. And so, yes, if you're using an American Express card, 
They now have an expanded carbon footprint dashboard for global corporate counters, count clients, I'm sorry, and a carbon offset referral suite for U.S. corporate clients. Um, they also have Shop with Purpose, which will allow people to see if they are doing green purchases. Uh, they're expanding availability of recycled plastic cards, backing low carbon emissions, uh, engaging colleagues through Green Together. That's their program that their company came up to create online lectures, community cleanups, and food sustainability awareness campaigns. What record scratch sound? Food sustainability awareness campaigns? Why are you worried about that there, American Express? What do you know is coming on down the pike with this digital currency and food sustainability? That's right. These are things that we need to pay attention to. Now, I think there's one more card that's kind of the major cards, like MasterCard, Visa, American Express, and that's right, Discover Card, right? The Discover Card is the other option that you could use when you're out. And what are they doing in this entire conversation? Well, that's right. Discover partnered up with CarbonFund.org to create a new cashback bonus redemption offer where they're able to monitor your purchases and give you cashback, another rewards program, if you are uh, you know, purchasing things that are responsible to our shared natural resources to give back to our communities. And we know this is a priority for our card members as well. And we're proud to provide an innovative cash back bonus redemption option. Makes it easy for card members to have, make an impact and help better our planet. And so Carbon Fund held this new uh, partnership when they got it. I, I couldn't find anything on Discover about what they're collecting data-wise. They're not as transparent as Visa and MasterCard were. Uh, but certainly, it looks like they too are in this conversation. So, credit unions. Save your money there. Grow your money there. Pay with cash. It's important. Pay with cash. And I need to take my own advice, right? I can't just be lackadaisical about this in telling my listeners to pay with cash and then me continuing to use my own card. But it's important. If you go to use your iPhone, the uh, Apple Pay, the Android Pay, I'm not even sure what all this different stuff's called nowadays. But when you go to use those phones, it's doing the exact same thing. It's figuring out what that carbon footprint is. It all goes back to Prince Charles III. It all goes back to the World Economic Forum. It goes back to Build Back Better, which was the World Economic Forum words before it was ever Joe Biden's. That should scare people. And I think that we were probably in a better spot when it was Donald Trump as president uh, working us through and out of the Paris Accord to make sure that other places were uh, paying what they should. Uh, but we don't live in a politically uh, right <laughs> uh, environment. California, for, for example, they're paying right now 70% more for gas than the rest of the country. They're doing that because of the way they tax the carbon footprint on gasoline. And on top of that, they have supply chain issues and everything else. But that tax that they put in, California is so much more expensive than the rest of the country. In fact, they're paying double what they pay in Mississippi right now. That's right, double because of the carbon footprint. So what do you think is going to happen when all of a sudden all of these banks, the Federal Reserve starts looking at, okay, here we go. Here's the carbon footprint. Here's how we penalize people 
That's right. You're going to pay a tax based upon your carbon footprint. It's very much like how a few years ago it was proposed by the left that you should have to pay a tax on every mile that you drive. And people are like, yeah, that sounds like a great plan. We should do that. No, it's not a good plan. No, we should not do that. That's a horrible idea. You're already paying that tax up front every single time they take money out of your paycheck, every single time they take money out of your earnings for whatever it may be that you did. That is a tax that's paying for those things. Every time you go onto a toll road to help rebuild that road, that's right. That is a tax that's going towards replenishing that road. So this whole concept of needing to pay a tax per mile driven, the left has lost their minds, absolutely lost their minds. It would be great if the right could actually come up with some solutions to some of these problems instead of just finger waving at one another and yelling and screaming. We need some common sense in what's going on at the present moment. But hey, I, I'm not quite seeing all of that. And so California, that's right, they are they are paying this extra money. And that is my concern about the Terra Carta. That is my concern about the Federal Reserve, what they're proposing for us. Uh, they're leading us down a path to take our freedom away from us. That is a fact. And when I say freedom, no, I don't mean like freedom to, you know, live and breathe. What I'm getting at is freedom of right now you can just purchase what you want to purchase when you want to purchase it if you have the means. Eventually, you will not be able to do that. Kind of like how they're pricing people out of the housing market right now by raising the interest rates. They will price you out of your carbon footprint by raising the cost of being able to do that. And that's what's happening. So open up your eyes, everybody. There's six banks colluding with the Federal Reserve, and they're coming to take your freedom. That's what I got for you today. I know you had a lot of options, things you could listen to, but you chose to be right here with me today. I hope that you enjoyed the show. I hope you learned a little bit, and I hope you can take some meaningful actions against this plan for what we talked about. You can reach me at americaemboldened.com on the website and reach out, or greg at americaemboldened.com. Thank you, everybody. You've been listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. Be bold, America. Uh-huh.